Hey everyone, welcome back to Pure Skin Talk. My name is Devin MacArthur. How are you guys? New week. We're almost in a new month. I have a speaking engagement coming up pretty quickly. It's in May and I am, I mean, I'm excited about it, but I'm also nervous about it. Should be good though, hopefully. (laughs) I don't love speaking in public. I don't think a lot of people do. So it's not uncommon, but as long as I am fully prepared, then I feel better about the situation, which is why every time I have a speaking engagement, I'm always like prepared (laughs) because I will get really nervous and I will get really sick. And so I just, I like to go in with more information, have more information ready, just be more than I need to be prepared (laughs) because it's also stressful for me. But anyway, so I have that coming up and that's in Arizona. And so it'll be nice to just get away for a few days and have a nice, you know, stay at a nice hotel and whatnot. Oh, excuse me. I'm tired. I did not sleep good last night. I was up for like, I woke up like around two, finally went back to sleep around like 5.30. And I don't love nights like that. I like to just be able to sleep through the night. But if I'm going to get up, it'd be nice if I could be productive. But I'm so tired that I'm not productive. I mean, sometimes I get stuff done, but most of the time I don't. Anyways, I'm just rambling at this point. Let's talk about social media again. I feel like we talk about this all the time. But the reason I want to is because you guys know if you follow me on social media, I find the craziest videos and you just never think it can get worse and then it can get worse. Here's the thing. If people are just doing it to make a funny video and they're not a professional, like I posted one about this girl who waxed her nose at home and she's not a professional or anything, and she used Q-tips, which to me seems like common sense not to use cotton to pull wax out of your nose, but whatever. That was a funny video. Yes, it can be dangerous if it got too far up in the nose area. You got to be really careful there. But it's just a funny video. She's not a professional. She realized she made a mistake, that whole thing. But then I had posted another video previously about this guy and this woman too. It was two different videos. But this guy, this is what he does at his business all the time because I watched multiple videos about it. And luckily he's in Australia. So sorry for you Australians, but it's happening in the US. I just haven't come across it yet. But this guy just pours hard wax over this guy's face and he just drips it in the ears. The nose, actually, I will say he didn't do a bad job there. I don't think he went too far up and, you know, you know, pulled it out quickly and that was fine. But I know these part of these videos are for show and it's to get attention and they got my attention, but it's dangerous. And it does such a disservice to our industry. And as a barber... In America, I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to wax. I think it's different. It's definitely a different license and I'm pretty sure they're not taught how to wax. I'm not 100% on that, but I, I believe they're not allowed to. But it could be different in Australia. And I feel like our industry gets beat up on a lot because we have dermatologists, you know, and I'm not saying all, I'm just saying, you know, dermatologists, some will say that, 
they can take care of your skin and estheticians aren't needed. Some dermatologists I've even read have said facials are unnecessary. And I just feel like we're always defending ourselves. And then you actually have people in this industry who are killing our own industry, like this guy. And like the woman that I had posted before, and she might've just been a barber too. When you do things like this, it makes us lose credibility. It makes us think that we think our job is just a joke. And isn't this funny to torture these men and wax them and just pull the wax off like that? And it's not funny to me. And listen, I love a good joke. I love a good joke. I'm very sarcastic. And you know, I watch comedy stuff all the time. So it takes a lot to offend me. But I think this is doing such a disservice to our industry that I am bothered by it. So that is one of the reasons why I post about it because I want people to know this is not okay. The majority of us don't think it's okay. And even when I posted, people were like, yeah, I was thinking about getting a facial, but this is why I don't, or I never get facials because of this, or I was gonna get a chemical peel and now I'm rethinking it. We're not all bad. Some of us actually really care. And I'd have to say most of us care about our clients and we're there to do what's best for you and not best for our wallets. That is definitely where I come from. Obviously, I'm a business and I need to make money. I need to be able to support myself. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to sell something to someone or do a service on somebody so I can make a funny video. It's just not going to happen. I had a client come in the other day and she had put down microdermabrasion for her facial. And that costs a little bit more than a regular facial. And I said, yeah, that's fine. Let's, let's do it. You know, she's been a client of mine for a while. So I knew that we could do it on her skin. And I'm cleansing her skin. And I said, how often are you exfoliating? And she goes, well, she ran out of her regular cleanser. So she's been using a chemical cleanser, I think mandelic or glycolic. I can't remember you know, every day because she ran out of her regular cleanser. And I immediately said, we cannot do the microdermabrasion facial. I said, we can do a regular facial, but we can't do a microderm. And it's because she had over exfoliated her skin that her skin is now shiny. And I'm going to post about this because I think it's important for people to see. I always say that over exfoliating can be just as bad as under exfoliating. And she was a prime example. So I'm telling this story for two reasons. One, because let's talk about exfoliation, but also because I want you to know that I have my client's interest. You guys are what matter to me, not the bottom line, not my wallet. And so I said, we can still do a regular facial, no problem, but we're going to skip the microdermabrasion. I lost money on that, but it wasn't worth it to me to do something for her skin that wasn't right. So we did a hydrating facial. I mean, all my facials are hydrating, but we did extra hydration because we needed to get that moisture barrier back intact. It was an easy decision. But there are people out there, people who are doing these waxing videos that are about the money. They want the money. And it's more important than what it matters for their client's skin. I posted another video about a woman who went to a place that she was going to get micro needling from. And then when she got there, 
they wanted to combine a chemical peel with the microneedling. And she's black. And their skin, you have to be careful with. You have to be a lot more careful than you do than somebody like me. So she gets there and they convince her to add a chemical peel to the microneedling. Now, there are people who will do a chemical peel. They'll combine the two services, but you do the peel first and then you do the microneedling. But you do this on people that you already know their skin. You already know how they're going to react. You don't do this on a first-time client, which is what she was, a first-time client. And first of all, there's prep to do a chemical peel. So there's that. And then once you do a chemical peel, you have to know their skin. You have to know how their skin is going to tolerate things. So I won't ever do a chemical peel on a first-time client. Just a chemical peel I won't do. Because you just have to know what kind of acid to use. You have to be educated in skin of color. It's like I said, it's different than my skin, which is white and pale. It's not even just skin of color that you have to be careful of. You know, somebody who is a redhead, they are more fair. And so I have to be careful with them versus even what I can do on my skin. These are things you have to be aware of and you have to be educated in. So what made this so terrible? I mean, besides all the other things I mentioned, but the worst part of it is they did the microneedling and then they did the chemical peel. Now, when you do microneedling, you're opening up channels in the skin, okay? You're, you're putting in holes. You're causing injuries. You're traumatizing the skin, okay? And then she put an acid on top of that poor woman's skin. I mean, first of all, that must have hurt because I know they numbed her, but how long does that numbing last? I can't... No, no, no. If you have not seen this video, please check it out on my social media because... I think I posted it around April 23rd, 24th, somewhere around there, if that helps. I really hope she doesn't scar. I really hope she's wearing sunscreen. I really hope they gave her some aftercare. Doesn't sound like any of this happened, but I hope that she's wearing at least sunscreen, at least sunscreen. But she needs to get that fixed and I really hope she doesn't scar. But what are people thinking? But the other side of it is as a client, as somebody going in to get something done, you should also know what you're doing. You need to be educated too. And that's so important. I get clients all the time where I'm like, oh, well, why did you get this laser done? Or why did you get that chemical peel? Or whatever it is. And some people are like, I don't know. They just said I needed it. And they don't know anything about the laser. They don't know anything about the peel. They don't know. Then this just, it's not how we want to do things. You, It's important for you to be educated too. Because If that person is all about the money, then they're not going to care if it's right for your skin. So do your research and make sure you know what you're getting. Have a conversation with your esthetician before you let them do anything to your skin. I always talk to my clients. If I'm going to suggest something, I'm going to tell them what the benefits are. I'm going to tell them who it's good for. And I've turned clients away and say, no, I'm not going to do this because it's not right for your skin. Or I don't think you need it or whatever it is. Just having that open communication is really, really, really important. And that's why I love that I am able to get to know my clients, even on a personal level. You know, it's a very intimate setting. So you gain trust on both sides. And I think that relationship is really important. I'm going to stop talking about all that stuff now. I do think it's important, which is why I talk about it. Anyways, we're going to get into our episode. 
today, we're going to talk about slugging and we're actually going to kind of talk about exfoliation, but in the form of facial brushes like Clarisonic that's not really around anymore, but facial brushes and whatnot. So here we go. Right, guys, we're going to talk about slugging. Have you heard of this? <laughs> Just kidding. I know that you have because it's been around and everybody's trying it and everybody's loving it or hating it or whatever it is, but we're just going to talk about it again. I mean, it's still all over social media. And the problem with stuff like that is everybody thinks that they're supposed to be doing it, you know, and they don't want to miss out on it, but not everybody needs it. So slugging is a trend that is focused on fixing dry, irritated, and damaged skin by applying a generous layer of Vaseline to cover your face. This is to help repair your skin's moisture barrier. Now, I've talked about your moisture barrier before. It's quite important. And the healthier it is, the healthier your skin is. Let's see. We can compare it to a tile floor, okay? Your skin cells are the tile and the lipids... That's the grout holding the tile together. When everything is held together correctly, moisture doesn't leave the skin and irritants don't get in. Vaseline is an occlusive product. Nothing is getting past it. So that's why it works for slugging. The problem is Vaseline does not have any lipids. So therefore, it cannot replenish your skin. It's a Band-Aid. It helps temporarily. Once you stop slugging, your skin goes back to what it was before. The best solution for dry, irritated, and damaged skin is to actually fix it. It's like with makeup. It covers the problem, but it doesn't solve it. Now, those are all facts. But here's the thing with slugging and where it can be beneficial. Now, if you have recently gone through something, maybe you were sick or maybe you're taking medication or something like that and your skin is more dehydrated than normal. Remember, dehydrated means lack of water. Then slugging might be something that will help replenish that skin because it's all about the products that you put on under your skin, under the Vaseline, okay? Or Aquaphor, whatever people are using different things now, but I'm just gonna talk about Vaseline just to to make it easier. So it's what you put on under that Vaseline that's going to matter the most. The hydrating serums that are starting with the hydrating toner and then with hydrating serums. And then I always have my clients apply grapeseed oil and then you put that Vaseline on top of it. And that is what is going to help the skin. So if you were just to cleanse your skin and slap some Vaseline on it, it's absolutely going to do nothing for your skin except for possibly clog your pores. Okay? So that I don't recommend. To make slugging beneficial, you got to give your skin the good ingredients first, okay? That's the most important part. Now, I have tried it and I'm going to tell you about my experiment in a minute, but Vaseline doesn't irritate the skin. That's good. We know it's safe enough for babies, okay? But if you really want to heal your skin and stop the problem, like I just said, we have to get your moisture barrier to start working properly and getting that healed and strong again, okay? I do that for my clients all the time. Most, especially new people, most of the time they come in, their moisture barriers compromised. 
remember, it's that first layer. It's the first thing to go because it's obviously the most exposed, okay? Most people are dry or irritated or sensitive or prone to redness or a combination of those skin conditions. And making sure the barrier does not have cracks is one of the most important things we can do for the skin. It solves a lot of problems. This starts with hydration. And not just providing the skin with hydration, but keeping the hydration in the skin. Okay, so like I said, you use all your good products first and then you lock it in with that Vaseline, okay? If you want to try this. But you have to remember, if you are acne prone, if you easily get clogged pores, if blackheads are possibly a problem for you, skip this. Skip this trend. You don't need it. You don't need more problems, okay? And I have to say, I do it every once in a while. Now, I've started doing it every night because I was, you know, when I first started hearing about this, I was like, you know, I got to try it. And I have what you would think is the perfect skin for it, okay? I rarely break out. I might get a pimple or two somewhere, but I rarely break out. I have dry and dehydrated skin. I mean, it's in much better condition than it's ever been, but still, that's what I tend to run. So I thought, well, guy, this this has got to help my skin. So I was doing it every night. And then I started to notice that my skin wasn't loving it every night. It wasn't that I was getting irritated. I kind of felt like I was breaking out a little bit. I felt like I was getting little pimples and I never experienced that in my life. So of course, I didn't make the connection right away because whatever. I swear I can diagnose other people's skin much faster than my own. Only took me about a week, but still. I was like, is my cycle starting soon? Am I under stress? I'm always under stress, but am I under extra stress? Like what's going on? And I realized that none of those things were happening. It was the slugging. And so now if I do it, when I do it, it's one or two times a week. And that is absolutely it. That seems to help my skin and I no longer get the breakouts anymore. But it's given me just a couple extra nights a week that really lock in that hydration, really helps support what I'm trying to do. So that's been my experience with it. It's going, talk about social media again. Just remember that not every trend is a trend that you should be doing, okay? It might look fun. It might look cool. It might look like it's going to work. But again, this is why you should talk to estheticians, follow estheticians, hopefully me, on social media and not just like skin influencers, not people who are just like, I love skincare. If one more person says that and then shows how much skincare they have. I mean, you guys, I have seen drawers and drawers full of skincare. I have seen shelves and I'm not exaggerating. I'm sure you guys have seen this. Shelves and shelves of products. And I'm like, what is happening in this world? First of all, you're never going to go through all of it, obviously. But second, consistency is so important. So you don't want to constantly be changing your products that you're using on your skin. So... So much wasted money. I just, I don't know. You can give it a try, but just make sure that it's good for your skin. If you're not sure, talk to me. I'll let you know. I mean, if you're my client, if if you're not, then I might not be able to help you, but let's talk about it. The next thing I want to talk about here is the Clairsonic, which is not necessarily a thing anymore. So it's facial brushes. You know, I'm not a big fan. (laughs) 
I'm just not a big fan. There are a lot of reasons why they're not good for the skin. I do love a Konjac sponge. It's a gentle physical exfoliant and I use those weekly. I love them. But we know that exfoliating your skin is extremely important and I talk about it all the time. I post about it all the time. But as I said at the beginning of this podcast, over exfoliating can be just as bad as under exfoliating. We can definitely damage the skin. So... I personally wouldn't purchase a facial brush. I wouldn't use one on my skin. I wouldn't use one on my clients. It's just not something I recommend. But if you are using it, I want to tell you what you got to think about when you're using it, okay? So these brushes should definitely not be used every morning and night. It's too much exfoliation, especially if you're using other exfoliating items in your routine, like a scrub or a glycolic acid, mandelic acid, salicylic, whatever. And... You only want to exfoliate at night. And depending on your skin, you're going to exfoliate two to four times a week. That's it. No more. I mean, I talked about at the beginning with my client who was over exfoliating and her skin was now shiny. This is what we want to avoid, okay? There's just so many things to take into consideration when you're using these exfoliating items. So you have to incorporate them into your routine and be consistent, but not overdo it, Okay. Too much exfoliation can cause dryness because it allows moisture to leave the cells more easily, leaving you more dehydrated. This brush or any brush should be considered when you think about your exfoliation schedule. And when you exfoliate your skin, we call that a form of trauma. That is a good thing, occasionally. Exfoliation causes trauma, which then puts your skin in repair mode and stimulates cellular regeneration. If you over exfoliate, you can trigger premature aging, the opposite of what everyone wants, right? Now, the next point, aggressive exfoliation can cause inflammation, even if you don't see it. I talk about this all the time. Chronic and prolonged inflammation is a major cause of aging and also really bad for acne. A facial brush, and this could even be harsh washcloths, whatever obviously facial scrubs, they're considered to be a physical exfoliant. And if your skin is extremely reactive to stimulation, it's important to be more gentle so that you don't cause post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. The acronym for that is PIH. So you might see that somewhere, sometimes on social media and stuff. PIH is post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. Those who are prone to discoloration and skin of color should be extra cautious. Sometimes a facial brush is just too much stimulation for your skin and it will cause breakouts. If this is you, don't wait for your skin to get used to it. Stop using it. Everyone is different and it may not work for you. I tried using, and they're not good for me, but my skin's sensitive and reactive. But when there's better ways to exfoliate your skin, why do something that could potentially be a problem? right? I see videos on social media. And and so I like to talk about this because I don't want people to be influenced to do it. But people are, when they cleanse their face every single time, they're using some kind of thing to cleanse their face with. But here's the thing, your hands are enough. You don't need something every single time you wash your face. Your hands do a very good job. And when I have people use, I have uh, the most wonderful scrub. I love it so much. I've talked about it many times. The 2% retinol exfoliating scrub. It's also a mask. I love it, love it, love it. 
and it has jojoba beads in it, which are very gentle for the skin. But I always tell my clients, let the scrub do the work for you, okay? You don't need to do pressure. You don't need to like rub and rub and rub and rub. Let the scrub do the work for you, okay? So there we go. I don't recommend facial brushes, but you do need to exfoliate. It's just important to be on a good exfoliation schedule. All right, guys, if you have any questions about anything, you know how to find me at Pure Skin OC. And of course, I have that skincare coaching, you guys. I love doing these consultations. It's so great. I love being able to help people no matter where the person lives. And it's so fun to talk to different people from different states and whatever. So you can get all of that on pureskinoc.com. All right. I hope you guys have a great week and we will talk soon. Bye. Thank you for listening today. Don't forget to follow me on social media at Pure Skin OC. I post lots of skincare tips and videos. You can find me at TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And of course, you can always visit my website and my online store. If you're local and interested in receiving one of my treatments, all of my services are on there and you can even book from there too. You can also find my skincare coaching if you want to have a virtual consultation with me so that I can help you with your skin. And lastly, but so important, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Besides sharing it with your friends and family, this is the best way to help it grow. Thanks so much, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Until next time.